House of Decline. I used to do the ad reads at the beginning of the show, but I've grown tired of doing the ad reads, so I'm just going to go right into it. We got a champion of cartoons, internet cartoon champion. Uh, he's returning. He was previously on a bonus episode, but now we're having him for a solo interview or Whoa. just talk. Not really an interview. You know, a chat, a casual yeah, a chat, chat. A, chat. a nice chat between friends. It's uh, yeah. Harris, a.k.a. Beetle Moses. Thank How you, you so doing? much for having me, dude. I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm really excited. To, I know we we kind of were going back and forth. Like my schedule was tight, so I'm glad that I kind of was able to come on for one of these. Uh, yeah, this is great. And dude, you know what? I kind of want to. I feel like I got to kick it off because I think I owe you a little bit of an apology. Okay, not, no. What not, happened? What did not you do? For dodging your not for dodging your podcast invitations, but um, you know, I I posted. I was kind of not ranting and raving, but I had like a little thread about like a week ago yeah. where I was kind of bitching about like art Twitter being yeah. a bunch of pussies basically. Yeah, okay. okay. And, and I happened to, to name you at, in your defense when we, when I was talking about the commission that you posted that everybody, that a lot of, Oh, that you were not special committee. Yeah. The funny, yeah. The, a lot the, of people the, got the, upset about and, yeah. and, we we brought you onto Cold Cuts podcast. I think the the day of or after that it turned into kind of like a fiasco. And, <laughs> yeah, and I, I told I told you my opinion then, which mm -hmm. hasn't changed, which is that I think it was a complete overreaction from Twitter, and I really couldn't even parse why people were giving you such a hard time about it. And I sort of now that the dust has settled, right? Nobody's talking about it. Yeah, anymore. nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares. It was sort of like the flavor of the week thing to hate on in that moment. Yeah. And now that the dust has settled, I was kind of not bitching, but I was just talking about how like my Banksy comic, this one. Yeah, yeah, the ba like, the war bad comic, the war the, bad yeah. comic, which, which has... is a very easy one to understand, which is that Banksy's shit is trite, which it is. It's fucking <laughs> it is. It's trite as hell. Very trite, and yeah. and so. I made a comic a while ago, which was making fun of Banksy. Basically, it was at his expense, but it was—I would say—very light. I mean, it was light work, and it—it uh, it got a lot of attention, like positive attention, but it also got a lot of like negative yeah. attention from Banksy heads and uh, <laughs> the Banksy from, heads. From that the are Banksy heads. Who and is a Banksy head? It's a great question, and actually, I—I didn't—I didn't. If you asked me, if you pressed me on it before I posted the comic. If my actual opinions of Banksy, I would have been like, I don't know, like he's, I wouldn't, you know, he's fine, yeah, whatever. It's some like, it's, some of it's accomplished. It looks cool some of the time, you know. Some of it looks cool. I Sometimes it's a good I gag. Was, I like the yeah, shredding in, gag. The shredding gag was funny. That, I thought that, that was funny, yeah. and I think, and I think, like it, back in high school when I first saw Banksy, I was like, oh, this is cool. I had no familiarity with like graffiti culture which is very i mean it's a very lush culture for mm -hmm. lack of a better word I and mean, there's a lot of crazy graffiti artists that are way more visually i think interesting or provocative than banksy but at the time i didn't know about that it's it's sort of just like baby's first baby's first like street artist basically yeah but and, they're like Facebook memes that your friend sends you where somebody is addicted totally. to their phone and, you know, they're crushing up their phone and snorting their phone. It's literally that, like, you know, my, you know, that letterbox review of that Moby movie. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I think that's a Rocky review. It's one yeah. of the funniest pieces of film criticism of all time. I watched that video because of it, oh, too. So and it really good. is Are You Lost in the World Like Me by Moby. 
movie. It features this 1920s rubber hose style cartoon <laughs> sad child, and everyone's addicted to their goddamn phones, and he's just trying to get someone to notice him. I know. But everyone's addicted to their goddamn phones, and then a girl commits suicide, and they're all filming it on their goddamn phone, and, and it's like, um, it's, I want to get the review right. I want to get the exact phrasing. It's so funny. When I first read that shit, it was one of the funniest things I, I've I'll ever heard. I'll wait for you to pull it up, because I don't want to butcher it, but it, it, it is crazy <laughs> that those type of videos, not even that one, I mean, it's one of a million, and it's as old as smartphones itself. I mean, I think a week after the first iPhone was released, the first probably like media criticizing smartphones came out and and it's we've been here now we're like 20 years out and yeah it's yeah it's the on. same criticism over and over again which is true you know we it is atomizing us and we are becoming jerks right. because of it but it's just so boring to hear the same that expressed over and over and over it's again very trite yeah. yeah at least find a new angle on it a new way to figure out how to like uh, express the fact that we're all separating from each other because of technology instead of this very uh, very sentimental and pat no like the just the fact that it stars a sad-eyed child it's like the same thing as that george alexopolis guy where his comics feature a sad-eyed child it's like oh, don't why are you started. infantilizing yourself why yeah. are you <laughs> yeah that's a whole other story were you able to pull up that review did you find yes it? the review is so funny uh it, it is a rocky uh i think he's at viper wave on twitter uh, and it goes, my teacher showed us this in class once and got so mad when a kid called it gay, he had to go outside and calm down. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the perfect image. That's a perfect image of the Banksy heads that are yes. in my quote tweets, right? Like these guys that are just like, you know, they get so worked up at the idea of of an artist criticizing that something that they think is sin earnest, right? Is sincere, mm -hmm. which like, the truth is, I don't really believe that any of Banksy's or even that Moby thing, none of that is made in earnest. It's all it's you can see right through it because or if it is made in earnest, it's done really badly. It's it's really hard to. Yeah, out. well, usually in our like, even if you're doing your like, even if we're doing our dumb comics, you're really thinking about how am I going to be as idiosyncratic as possible? How am I going right. to create something sort of at once that is both accessible to people but also unique to me totally honest yeah yeah, honest. yeah 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 honest to myself honest to my personality and there is like a sort of hitting the target quality with with mm -hmm. banksy stuff or i guess it wasn't at the time because we forget how old that banksy shit is but like oh, yeah by like 2005 standards that shit was mind-blowing you know that's oh, when everyone yeah. was watching 24 and we were getting our banksy shoved into our system. Yeah. I, th I think the idea i mean the idea now it seems so it seems antiquated but the idea was novel at the time of seeing something labeled as art but mm -hmm. it was in it was specifically it wouldn't just be the picture of the art, right? It wouldn't just be this that you would see. You would see this, but it would be painted on like a broken rubble wall. You know what I mean? In like and a war like, zone. Oh, right? yeah. Like, Destruction in it. Yay. Yeah, literally that. And so I think when people first see that, it's a very provocative image, but it's so tired and trite. And I think like the the, the fact that Banksy is just like, a gazillionaire because of that type of work i think it's mm -hmm. like it's a very easy to criticize like oh yeah yeah easy target silly. no no problem easy there target. but uh, yeah I'll, I'll target banksy um 
I think also the fact that the reason why it becomes so popular is it has the same quality as like rupee core poetry who <laughs> oh I talked about God, on the show absolutely. as well, where it's like, I get why it's popular because it's very easy to understand. Any dumb yes. dumb can understand rioter with flowers. Yes. It's, it, it's like you and, don't and have I, to do the extra work. Like if, if something is a little more abstract, you know, I could see these right. people like looking at a Basquiat painting and going, what? Yes. I could see them looking at irony of Negro policemen and, and like, which is literally written on the canvas and being oh, like, yeah. what is this about? I don't understand. What oh, this yeah. Is no, about. I mean, dude, I, I fear like I fear so much about and really not even to sound, you know, boomer slash doomer about it. But I fear a lot about like media literacy with like, <laughs> I mean, people, people yeah. our, our age and younger media literacy is like at probably like a hundred year low right now. And I, and I think it does have to do with what Moby is saying. I think a lot of it is because we're, <laughs> we're consuming like quick and easy media, but I fear people like, you know, in, in five years, I guarantee there's going to be, in, if not if not sooner there's going to be a post about r crumb and how offensive and and damning and terrible r crumb is and that's going to be another example of the same shit where it's just like guys you got to have a little bit of media literacy you cannot completely discredit a man's body of work which is very influential and very good mm -hmm. just because it it, there are some no-no emotions that are involved with it. You know what I mean? Well, people people were writing about uh, like the problems with R. Crumb like way back. And, you know, people oh, were sure. complaining about R. Crumb in the seventies. You know, absolutely. And well, and so anyway, the reason I got on this is because I was basically I made a post where some, that somebody had reposted the Banksy comic again, yeah. and it was they had quote tweeted. It was like a photo that somebody posted that was another typical like war bad, like like look how powerful this image is, something like that. Mm -hmm. And they quote tweeted it with my comic, which was a funny use of the comic. And mm -hmm. so, and so then I retweeted it because it was funny and and it did numbers it did numbers all over again. Yeah, which yeah. Meant that it wheeled in another the round Banksy of heads, people, yeah. the Banksy heads, <laughs> to criticize it. So then I was kind of like just expressing on my twitter like it, w it wasn't out of anger it was just out of like uh, you know i don't know what you call this but it's just that like you are so stupid like you are so dumb like just being like none of you guys changed my mind like this comic is still funny it's clearly still a banger and yeah. you know what i mean and like you gotta just let it go yeah and, you, you feel like the big boomer comedians you feel like opie and anthony what you can't take a joke all of a sudden yeah you can't take a fucking way. joke what are and, you so sensitive and you don't understand that i'm it's fine to like banksy you idiots right, you idiots right. it's fine to like banksy you you can't <laughs> yeah. this very mild criticism <laughs> of the thing exactly. you like exactly and but it's like and sometimes like i i can take criticism like if somebody does come to me in earnest and say that they don't like something that i drew or that it's offensive if if i'm open-minded to I'll, I'll go back and apologize but all i can say is that so far any criticisms that i've received on the comics that i've drawn so far mm -hmm. have i think been completely misplaced and and so anyway in that thread like one of the things i did say like oh while i'm airing it out House of Decline did nothing wrong when he posted, <laughs> when he posted the, the, the you, are, you Are Not Special Commission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and basically just saying, like, our Twitter loves to bitch and moan and whine about artists not getting paid for their work. And then my friend 
made, got commissioned for some work and he and he decided to post it to the internet and the whole all of art twitter and all of twitter had to shut down to bitch and moan about that which is very fucking annoying and and so that's that's what i did I didn't tag you in it because I didn't want to fucking, you know, I didn't want to yeah, send people back over yeah, just yeah, in yeah. case people took it the wrong way. But then I was talking about it or we were talking about it on cold cuts mm -hmm. and Zach was kind of like, you know, House probably wasn't too happy that you posted that. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, you know, he probably doesn't want it like dredged up again and you know no, all that, i think it's probably true it's fine for it to but dredge I am sorry up. i know you, you know thank you for apologies but there's no need for apologies i think it was very fucked up like for one or two days it was like oh my god is this it am, am <laughs> i is this this yes. is it like this forever and then like after it like i could immediately see how it's the funniest thing ever because you right. know the other thing too is like i I didn't lose my shit. I could have doubled down and like lost my shit, which yeah. is what everyone wants to see. And then you become a legend. Then you right. become bean dad, you know, but <laughs> yeah. that didn't happen. So everyone just forgot about it within, within a week. And, right. I uh, think, and I think actually there was a wave of people because you did put out sort of like a, you know, an apology that was halfway dismissive, like kind of just being like, you know, I, this is just like, I, I hope, I hope that you guys don't take this seriously. If I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it was no, well, it's funny. like it, it escaped my audience. And like, yes. the, the other reason why I think we're talking about why media literacy is dead or why it's harder to come by a certain media literacy is because I think it's because there's so much entertainment now. Like there's like because of independent people like us, because it's easier to make stuff than it ever has been before. Yeah. Conversely, while you're getting paid less than you ever have been before. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but there's just this huge amount of entertainment and there's enough of it such that there's going to be a, a very sizable subsection subsection that will cater to your specific tastes and you yes. could spend your entire life in that world and that entire subsection of media that caters to your tastes, where you only have to understand that and if you s somehow get exposed to something outside of that small bubble of media mm -hmm. then it's very difficult for you to parse you know which is yeah. why it, it, and you know i i think um we're all guilty of that you know i yeah. I'm, uh, I, I'm not singling out the zoomers here or anything no like no i mean dude i saw i got th this happened um a few months ago now it's like old news it doesn't even matter but th this one i posted some comic that it was not one of my best it was just like a silly one that was like uh of um the magic school bus was in doom like the video game doom. <laughs> yeah and, okay and, yeah. and it was something like that and so like it was just like a simple goofy punchline or whatever and and i got like a comment from somebody that and it's always you know you get a bunch of nice comments you get a bunch of people that are like being too super supportive and you know lmfao this is so good you know what i mean and then you get one comment and then and it was just some guy uh who was not a he didn't look like a zoomer to me he looked like he was probably like my age and he was like what's the joke here you know i don't get what's funny about this and so i clicked on his profile and his he had also quote tweeted the comic and was just like this is the type of lazy stupid comic <laughs> that like web comic art like web comic artists are so fucking lame you know like all they do is blah 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 like yeah, yeah went like, on a big and, rant a big moralistic rant about yeah. the state of web comics and and by the way and just because it's it's slightly important to the point that I'm about to make this dude was a Marvel fanboy all right yeah, he, was, yeah. he was really into Marvel which honestly like I I don't hate Marvel movies the way a lot of people do i'm like 
I'm like, oh, I, I don't, I don't hate Marvel movies, but I saw that and immediately going through my head, I'm like, dude, I posted this online for free. You did not pay me to see this. Nobody paid me to see this. I just put it online. And if you don't like it, you could just just keep scrolling. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, you're jerking off some multi-billion dollar media organization that's been churning out crap for at least five years now. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I was kind of just, and so I ended up calling him out on I ended, <laughs> yeah, up, yeah, yeah. I ended up calling him you out used your clout you used your used well, my clout sometimes and, and you want to do that sometimes you want to bring the meteor down on them or vaporize them like I dr needed manhattan to do that. yes <laughs> in, in this particular case i needed to do that it was just a low-hanging fruit and you need i think well, here's the thing is like, well, uh, anyway, the long and short of it is that guy deleted his account. Oh, and, no. And, 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 <laughs> oh, no. But, 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 you know, I think it's interesting because I think you and I, and, and like Yola Swag Studios, for example, another no. webcomic artist, like we all occupy a similar space of the mm. internet, but I think we navigate it differently. And there's no right answer, but like, I, I think you, you have an interesting tactic of like, you know trying to keep things even keel right you don't want to like upset the audience in a way that's unnecessary well you know I mean? that's just for me you know some people thrive off of conflict but anytime i'm in swag studio route i think yes. that's like his brand is yeah. he likes to like rabble rouse basically but yeah, I'm such a people pleaser. I'm such a goddamn people pleaser. I'm like sick if I, <laughs> no, if, if I think like anyone. That too. I'm that like shit, that too. Okay, the, one of the funniest things, you know, it's not funny to the person who ever posted this. Uh, mm -hmm. I posted a comic about loss, you know, making fun of the loss meme. Sure, That's because every yeah. on every comic, I guess, I get. Right. Every comic I post, someone inevitably is like, is this is loss? Is this loss, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I did a comic about the loss comic meta in the lost comic it's it's the lost comic but if the characters were, were replaced with the lost comic yes so and <laughs> you know good. everyone thought it was fun and then there's this one guy is like my wife had a miscarriage and it was one of the most traumatic things for both of us and like what? six like long tweet rant about how traumatizing the lost comic and you know nothing against this guy i'm sure you're correct yeah i'm sure it is bad for you to see this concept i did feel bad about it. i didn't like comment on it i didn't want to call him out but it's it's just funny when you put something out there and you're like is this funny is this funny to you and someone was like this reminds me of my miscarriage and you're like Literally. no 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 I know. no 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 i like not my intent and it's and i have actually i mean i have personally been a little bit on a wave of like so some people have like i mean lightheartedly pointed this out that i've been a little bit on a wave of like wholesome content like a lot of yeah. the drawings that i've been doing a lot of the drawings i've been doing this last month have just been like nicer you know what i mean and i don't know i don't know if it was really like a what do you call it like i, I don't know if it's necessarily a intentional like change it's just kind mm -hmm. of like where maybe where i'm at mentally is i kind of want to draw things that are a little bit like cozy or nice or have a happy ending yeah and you know what I still get the it's not many but I still get the same amount of loser hater yeah remarks like people are going to instinctively say some rude shit it's like the first instinct for a lot of people online mm -hmm. and like I even there there was a this just happened like like 2 days ago I swear to god I was I was just looking at I was on Instagram and something showed up in my record like uh promoted and mm -hmm. it was like an up-and-coming singer like an artist she had like you know a hundred thousand followers like pretty big on instagram mm -hmm. and i listened to the song that she posted 
her name's lola young shout out i guess okay she's like young british you know and like um had this really cool unique sound and an amazing voice so i immediately followed her i was like you know what i don't usually like promoted shit but you caught my attention i really like your style and i went to the comments to see what other people were saying dude they were shitting on the girl like hating 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 and i was just like like Dude, we live in a society. Like, I really had, like, a moment like that. Like, what the fuck is going on? Are you lost in the world like I, me? I really, Are you lost in the I world I really like had me? a moment like that. Because I was like... <laughs> the fuck are any of you guys to be and people like we're dropping hater comments and then that comment we get like thousands five thousand likes oh yeah like, i mean i love it too i mean that's the other problem is i love doing that shit too sure. and i don't want to begrudge that's the reason why i'm reticent to like take down the bullying comics because it's like no i also want the latitude to bully so i feel as if if i let you do this to me then i am morally okay to you know yes uh post the low tier god <laughs> although no one posts the low tier god everyone i guess it, it's eric andre now everyone posts the eric andre kill yourself maybe. yes i love that one yeah. the, wait just a, just a question before i tell a quick story is uh is this a patreon is this public or this is a pub this is a free episode so free uh, episode. you might you might want to get less spicy maybe a little less spicy maybe a less spicy it's just that there's uh, i was gonna like mention somebody that i know i don't think they would hear this anyway but uh you use know, a code I'll, name. Use a code. I'll uh, use a code name. It's just, okay, basically, you know, I'll, I'll keep it pretty broad. I, there is somebody that I know personally who makes music. They've been pursuing music for a little, some time and hasn't hasn't really found success. And I think they're a very good person, but I don't think I, I do not think their music is very good, right? But I'm kind of I still follow them and I'm like lo loosely supportive for the spectacle. But whenever they post something new, I'm kind of just like. Ah, dude when are you gonna hang this up man this is just not good. you know like i, I don't i don't say it i, I would never yeah. say something because i'm just not that guy but it, yeah. it's time to hang it up and and so i saw something and kind of privately i was sort of just like joking about it with some other close friends and but when i went to the comments this is the other side of it i went to the comments of the post mm -hmm. and there was somebody who i didn't know some random that was shitting on it and yeah. something inside me, because I knew the person, yeah. I wanted to respond to the hater and be like, how fucking dare you? Like, you need to, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I wanted to come to protect this person that I know, even though what the hater is saying mm -hmm. is true. It's yeah. just like, it's more annoying when somebody just has to say some stupid Yeah, shit, you don't you know need, you didn't I mean? even put in the work of knowing this person to know his Literally. music is shitty. You, you don't, don't even, yeah. you know, you don't what know the right character, you, you know, Literally. the depth behind the shitty music. <laughs> exactly, yeah, so yeah. I don't know, I mean. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's the way of the fucking internet. It's just yeah. people people want to say mean things. Like, yeah, I, I, but I, yeah, I think people are frustrated in their own life. It's a way to blow off steam, you know, yeah. for some reason it offers you. I mean, I used to do that, but it had less and less utility as I got older. I felt uh -huh. less and less of that rush of like saying something to a person. Also because like I was bad at it. Like I go Sephiroth mode instantly. Oh yeah. Like I go, how dare you? I am a shiny golden god and you yes. shall oppress the will of the creator. Yeah. You shall yeah. get, you shall build well down to the Nile of <laughs> humbleness. You know, yeah, yeah. exactly. Just saying Maybe anything. The only way you can do it, you, it has to be a dunk, right? You cannot, you can't 
just like read somebody out right even though that's how it should be you have to make it funny there has to be something a funny comeback and it needs to be like a quick one-liner you know what i mean otherwise you're at risk of just engaging with them without shutting them down completely you know what i mean and so sometimes that's not always i can't think of something right away and that's you just got to ignore it like you got to just like let it go yeah Uh, uh, also you know you just um I mean, the reason why the hater comments work is because you do put a lot of work into this and it is fucked up to, you know, see, so as, as stupid as my comics are, I do put a lot of thought and effort no, into I, them. I, I think, I actually think you're the only person that says your comics are stupid because I, I, I think people, I mean, also when I posted the, when I posted that little comment that I was just like, and by the way, House of Decline did nothing wrong, blah, blah, blah. All of the comment minus one there was only one that was like nah that comic was trash and it deserved to get shitted on and i was like literally like set like how dare you like literally step <laughs> off posting and then, and then but then i was like no no you know what i like you have to remember that 90 percent of the time it's like a really dumb 15 year old kid on the other yeah, side yeah. And it's just you're not if you if you respond it's just not the right thing but anyway the other like 99 percent of the comments that were in response to what i was saying were actually other artists other mm-hmm. comic artists that were agreeing you know what i mean and saying is also saying like house is like dude house is a genius house is the best comic artist on. Oh, that's on, very nice right thank now. you for coming on my show uh, and, I think, and praising me <laughs> and i'm like it's true i mean i i think but what you said is true is that that comic that that commission just reached people that were outside of your audience that was yeah. the problem is that it got which also just seems like I don't even know how that happened. Like how I don't know. Well, in such number, like I've seen people become the main character again, but my shit got 20,000 quote tweets. I have never seen anything come close to 20,000 quote. That's a lot. That's a a crazy amount. It is crazy. I I think maybe that like my brother has pointed this out too, because I've talked about how, you know, comic, like even though I've been posting art online for some time, the mm-hmm. comics are are fairly recent, and that seems to be like the the golden egg, right? That's mm-hmm. all of a sudden what people are like interested in in engaging with. And I think my brother had a good point, which is basically just that, like, that's kind of the point of comics is that they actually you're you're more inclined to engage with it because it's telling a little story or a mm-hmm. joke rather than there's some amazing artists that just post fan art or paintings, yeah. you know what I mean? But there's no, you might like it, but there's no need to engage with it beyond that. But a yeah. comic actually might provoke a thought. And I think well, your commission did provoke a lot. of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. People. Yeah. It definitely is signaled that the culture has shifted drastically since 10 years ago in terms of like oh, um, yeah. how willing people are to tolerate Na- like being a nasty little asshole like we were yes. in gen x and yes. you know, and, which, is, uh, which is also funny you mention it because the cyanide and happiness guys for example who i love by the way mm-hmm. uh, i've never actually like spoken spoken to them but like exchanged dms with uh uh chris and rob like just yeah super great and guys I mean, that was i also when i had first joined uh when i had first joined twitter and and was posting comics getting the follows and or like mm-hmm. retweets from those guys was so like yeah i've made it you know this is yeah, these, that, these guys were when i was when i was in high school these guys were gods to me literally i mean yeah. i swear to god i think my friend may have shown me 
like cyanide and happiness when i was back in like the sixth grade like i've known and been fans of them for so long to so to actually feel like i occupy the same space as them on online is just absolutely mind-boggling to think mm-hmm. of and they're just the, the nicest guys too. yeah they're just, they're just guys yeah. they're just, they're just <laughs> yeah. guys they're just really cool but i but they they also jumped on this webcomic thing before social media existed right that's why mm-hmm. they were posting to explosum right yeah yeah on that and and um i think it's funny that part of their shtick especially from what i remember mm-hmm. is a lot of their punchlines are really dark like yeah, really yeah dark or or unsettling or like uh depressing they even yeah. do that what is it like depressing comics yeah depressing days, comics week yeah like and like or yeah that's what it was and uh and i think it's funny that your your the commission i know you didn't write it but it's yeah. you know the art and the idea i'm probably it, subconsciously uh, very inspired by cyanide have cyanide and happiness uh, oh, because absolutely. the little guy looks like a little chris wilson character it does it looks exactly it looks so much like it and i and i think like it's interesting that those comics those guys are super you know successful though mm-hmm. probably like the fact that you know, your mom and dad may be aware of a webcomic artist. Like, think mm-hmm. about how big you have to be as a webcomic artist for, like, multiple generations of people to actually recognize the... Po- that's how long mm-hmm. they've been around, and that's how much reach they have. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it almost felt like when I saw the response, or even as we're talking about it now, the negative response that that you got to the to that commission, like, it makes me wonder if those guys signing out in happiness would have been able to, like, get off the ground with their with the style that made them famous today. You know? Oh yeah, I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that's the, t- I mean, even the reason why I think I found initial popularity was because there is like a weird positivity to my comics. There's like a weird optimism to them. Sure. Which is what I, I think, you know, that's also why Keith Stack got pop. There is like a weird, like it's, because he's writing a romance comic essentially. Yeah, the, it's the, true. the point of it is that something good happens, you know, love is happening amidst these two freaks. Yes, absolutely. I noticed he hasn't been, I mean, oh, like, obviously respect where it's due. I fucking yeah. love Keith Stack. But I noticed that he hasn't been posting, like, uh, the 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 happy lesbian couple comics as yeah. recently. He's like, doing his sto- the Sonic comics recently. Whenever a Sonic, Sonic game he's, he's doing. He also has, like, a, a big he full-time a, job. A yes. job. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know that's the actual thing. But yeah. I, I, it's funny that... Uh, I feel I mean he was he was doing daily comics like when I joined the scene he was posting every single day which was like another one like coming Mm. up in the scene and being like holy shit man I have I gotta put if this guy's doing it every single day I gotta post every single day like how the fuck can I you know how can I expect to compete when I've got at the time you were posting like fucking three or four a day like your output during that era like when I how long how long have you been on Twitter? Uh, oh, I for a couple of years, three years about, three years. Uh, but only started posting the gay comics for like a year and a half ago. Yeah, the those the that period of time when I first joined, I think you were sitting around like forty thousand followers on on Twitter, and mm-hmm. you were putting your output. I was like, dude, how the fuck is this guy putting out? this this many comics like and that really lit a fire under my ass like I'm well like, yeah really should be doing more i mean that's like i i'm a very big believer in quantity over quality that's like my my when it my comes to web comics it's kind of real yeah yeah i but i really do like that style of production who i mean have you ever heard of tonetta no i haven't Tonetta was this toronto-based uh musician this indie musician he was like this 50 year old gay guy 
okay. which is relevant because a lot of his songs are about gay sex. You know, Pressure Zone is one of his biggest. Boys, get it past that Pressure Zone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and okay. or like 81 Inch Prime Ass is another one of his songs. He's great. He's a genius. <laughs> and, and he has just got like thousands and thousands of songs. He just keeps producing like compulsively. That's awesome. Um, I mean, or the same like, appeal as Lil B, or Lil like B, or I was uh, saying Viper. Viper. It sounds like Viper. Honestly. Yeah, Viper yeah. <laughs> he literally puts out like two or three new mixtapes a day. If you and a lot of them are on Spotify. Like if you go to Spotify, he's just churning them out. And I think a lot of it he's recycling old material or like remixing stuff. But it's like the dude doesn't quit. But he's like famous. It worked. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like a lot of people know him. Do yeah. You know, do you know the artist? Actually, I believe he's Canadian and also. You know, internet. Do you know songs to wear pants to? I think he goes by a different moniker. I don't know songs to wear pants. What is songs to wear pants to? There, I think he no longer goes by that moniker because he does some other internet shit. But my friend put me onto him. I swear to God, all the way back in like the fifth grade or sixth grade. Like he's it's old internet now. But he what he makes these really short sometimes a minute or less songs that were like goofy, like silly mm -hmm. songs. And I think even there was, I don't know if Patreon existed at the time, but I think there was something where somebody could commission him, like send me $10 and your mm -hmm. idea and I'll write a song for it. And so he would put out these little like weird owl, like funny songs, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But they would be like very short and very like uh raffle copter. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like that era of the internet kind yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. has cheeseburger. The, the Tobuscus, the rise of Tobuscus yes. and not yes. the fall of Tobuscus. Right around there. And and I randomly, I was with the friend, my, this friend of mine who happens to be, he happens to be a the same friend that showed me Weird Al. I actually went to see Weird Al live with him, which I, I don't think I appreciated at the time. <laughs> that I, because it's it was funny. He he loved Weird Al when we were still in like middle school or even early high school, and which was so ahead of his time because I think Weird Al was like really big in like the, what the 80s and 90s or something like late late 80s I, w I mean i was a huge weird al fan from from all way I, I i listened to the album running with scissors like maybe uh, oh, 20 20 yes. times that one's great and I, we went to see <laughs> weird al live like he just loves this type of comedy music and um uh and so i just brought up with him i was like dude do you remember songs to wear pants to and he was like holy shit and we looked up like if you look on youtube songs mm -hmm. to wear pants to it's like most of his discography is just available up there and i'm talking dude the guy's got like thousands of songs that i think he put out over maybe like a two or three year period and then he just mm -hmm. stopped but a lot of them are funny like a lot like there's one called i'm a sad sad toaster made of glass that's really yeah funny. that's a highlight apparently uh, he's still doing it you know he's got he's got one in 2022 called dust and dewdrops is it is it under that same name? Songs uh, and it's not songs. Or? It's under Andrew Huang. Uh, yeah, that's I guess his real name. But yeah, very like Newgrounds era, like that type of. Uh, yeah, he, he provided instrumentation and songwriting for Hank Green and the perfect is Hank Green's album of the Vlog Brothers, who oh, got really? cancer recently, but also oh. came out as bisexual in the Cancer Post, which was, okay. Which, you know, I'm sad he has cancer, but that's very funny to be like, I have cancer. Also, also I'm bisexual. <laughs> it's, it's, not all, it's not all bad news. Yeah. You know, exactly. you know. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. And I got to just say, by the way, Weird Al, if anybody gets a chance to see Weird Al live, that man is... <laughs> 
fucking awesome. I, 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 I like, love that because it's like it's usually if oh if you get to see the Grateful Dead live, you know you got to no, see no. you got to see Fish live. No, you got to see Weird Al live. Weird Al, okay, it, you don't like, understand. Look, Weird Al is really funny. He does a ser- he, he is seriously committed to entertainment you know what i mean i and i just and like when i went to go see him live it was at this like fairly small like amphitheater like we were pretty close actually and a highlight moment was that he was singing this um like he he brought out an acoustic guitar that he had slung over his like around his back basically and he would just be singing into the mic and then stop singing and whip the guitar around and he was holding it. And before he played a single note, he would just whip it back around and start singing again. And he did that something like four or five times without ever touching a single string on the guitar. And then when the song ended, he just smashed it on the ground. Like he just like destroyed the guitar. And I still think about that from time to time. Just a great, like, he's just a great performer. Oh yeah. Uh, super funny. I great he's bit. A- I think he's a Christian. Yeah, he's a Christian. Well. Yeah, he's, uh, that's why he doesn't curse or drink or do drugs or anything. Yeah, yeah. Which I think it's it's like it's weird to be a guy who like sort of the weirdo humor or at least who he hangs around with. You know, it could get pretty fucked up, pretty blue at yeah, times. You know, yeah. which is uh, funny that uh, he's reconciling that with which is apparently a very deep faith. Yeah, um, I, I think he's been at it. I mean, I think that's part of his whole MO. And I didn't never I didn't realize that until I was just reading about him online like a week ago when yeah. I was talking about him with my friend. Uh very which is crazy. And you have a very funny comic where you're like Yeah, a Jewish child realizes that Weird Al Yankovic is not Jewish. Is and it's not Jewish. No! I can't no, accept this. He's yeah. one of our heroes. We we also just watched uh uh uhf uhf yes yeah, we yeah. just watched uhf which i had never seen before great great movie very, great very movie. funny yeah, very yeah. funny yeah a lot of good moments in that one too if i guy. were given a budget if i that's the type of comedy movie i would want to make again uh a uhf <laughs> or have you ever seen freaked alex winters freaked no i have not Alex Winter, the guy who, the other guy from Bill and Ted, who wasn't Keanu Reeves, who's okay. very good. He's a very talented filmmaker. Because I don't want to pigeonhole him as just the other guy from Bill and Ted. Um, but he made, he had this uh, weird 90s uh, comedy, this sketch comedy show on MTV called The Idiot Box. Okay. <laughs> which was like really like sort of how there were all these like strangely aggressive sketch comedy shows for for the time like Kids in the Hall was like wow this this is like weirdly aggressive for its time you know I wasn't oh expecting God. it. Yeah. Um but yeah they made this movie Freaked which was originally a vehicle for the butthole surfers. Um, okay. Uh, those guys and it had a budget too it had like a 10 million dollar budget which they spent to great effect on these really great looking like claymation effects and like weird practical effects and wow. latex and stuff like that and then the fox studio executive uh changed there was a different one he saw the movie he fucking hated it and then it opened on one screen and it has something like it has one of the lowest uh box office revenues of all time it has like of twenty thousand dollars or something oh, like that jesus christ um i think but, that's about um, how yeah. much the new flash movie is gonna make actually something like that. i can't believe how bad must that batgirl movie have been that there that's the movie you know the know. ezra miller <laughs> the, the gigantic and the I, I keep world seeing... traveling 
crime committee. Literally. <laughs> and, 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 and I don't know. I keep seeing trailers for it because they play it at the beginning of every fucking movie. For the last, I swear to God, the last like six months I've been seeing it on every, I'm like, dude, can this movie please come out already so I do not have to see this trailer anymore where they yeah. just show Michael Keaton and his like old doughy face is, was crammed into that Batman suit that looks like they just dusted it off. <laughs> yeah, the, and it looks like collection. he's half-heartedly saying, yeah, I'm, I'm Batman. Like, yeah, I'm like, that's the dude, best take you could get. He's no, like, he did Birdman, which was a movie about how that would, the, like your superhero yeah. identity fucks with you and is shitty and dumb and base. Yes, and you're it, constantly trying to exceed that shit. And then you go and you're like, yeah, I'm Batman. They, what can I do? They wield a dump truck of money oh, up to literally. my house. You <laughs> know that they paid him some exorbitant amount to, to, to do that. And, and also, I heard apparently that uh, there's word on the street is that fucking... Who's the other Batman guy? Um, married to uh, J-Lo? Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> you, you couldn't remember Ben Affleck. I just, I just got J-Lo on the one yeah. always. But they, they, she, uh, he... Apparently, there were reports that he was like completely despondent during filming of that movie That because he's in it too. <laughs> and he just could not have wanted to be there any less and i get uh, it you know no i, totally I don't think any it. amount of money would make me feel good on one of those superhero movies no and i mean probably like i'm sure a big part of it is also i was talking we were i was sort of talking to my friend about this because we went to go see this new spider-verse movie which yeah I, have you seen it, that it, no apparently it's the best thing ever everybody oh, loves it it looks fucking it, great it's really good it's yeah. very good i uh highly recommend it and especially because we're in kind of a dark time for like animation as a, yeah as a you know business it it's very promising it looks awesome so definitely run out and see that but they played that trailer at the the flash trailer at the beginning of that movie and my buddy brought up a good point that you know because i was telling him how just dis, how despondent ben affleck was during the filming of it and he was like yeah dude i mean imagine like you've got the marvel shit going on mm -hmm. right and and you're ben affleck and they bring you they're like we want you to play batman and and you're in the dc universe mm -hmm. and you're feeling like dude this is about to be my fucking like robert downey jr moment like, yeah. you know what i mean not that this i ever is, went yeah. away but like i'm about to be the fucking batman yeah in, like, i mean the yeah DC the biggest movies. the biggest star the biggest character in the stable exactly. of this iconic roster and then they suck right all the yeah. movies suck like they're all terrible no they're completely Everybody's just like, fuck this. Can't cancel yeah, Snyder all cuts all right, you know. I, I haven't even seen that. And then I heard Justice League was like one of the worst movies ever made or something like that. It's, and then you, you know, Amber Heard is out. I've weirdly taken I've I've weirdly taken a Zack Snyder apologism stance. I don't know why. I have no it, <laughs> it's because right. of how good he comes across in interviews. Uh, Zack Snyder, oh, also okay. another weird Christian guy who who's like, ah, he seems all right, but Is he Christian too? Yeah, he's a big Christian, you know. Um and um yeah, I mean, you see it in the iconography as this movie, Superman is sad, Jesus. I am sad, Jesus, Superman. Um <laughs> And, um, yeah, but, uh, so Scorsese was famous for saying that the superhero movies aren't cinema. And then right. every nerd was like, I, um, I know better than Martin Scorsese. Um, I think I have, you know, <laughs> yeah. has Martin Scorsese seen Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, for real. And then, uh, uh, some interviewer posed Zack Snyder the question and, and the, the response he had was so disarming and so, uh, genuinely cute. Did he agree? And, Did he agree no, he was like, no, he basically just said, well, he's Martin Scorsese, you know? I like to think he likes my movies. I like to think he's not talking about my superhero movies. Yeah, so sure. then he chuckles, <laughs> you know? He's like, he, yeah. I think 
there's certain sort of a certain awareness of him of he knows what he likes and he knows what he is and he's not trying to pretend to be cinema which is yes. another reason why Zack Snyder I guess no even though he does he sort of does try and be cinema sometimes but <clears throat> so I mean I, I think he's just I'm... like a dumb good-natured guy like That's he likes fair. the fountainhead not because he likes Ayn Rand's politics I don't know he might like Ayn Rand's politics but when asked why he liked the fountainhead he said oh it's it's a good story about buildings and architecture. And it's like, oh, yeah, I like you, Zack Snyder. All right, You're all right. cool. you, cool. you read things only on that one level, and thus you're sort I, of a, you an entertaining – he's a himbo. You know, that's what's yes. – he's, he's a, a himbo stereotype. Yeah. But you know what? I actually have come to really appreciate people that have, like, they're very honest and unpretentious in their movie takes. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I think um, – I actually think I know a lot of people don't like this word or they kind of chalk it up as being like cringe or mm -hmm. nerdy or mm -hmm. whatever. But uh, the like, I actually think the word Kino has done. Kino. Yeah. I think it's actually it's done a really like good. It's had a really positive effect on like the movie community because it's really easy to be like a pretentious dick and discredit a lot of movies that are you see as vapid or stupid or mm -hmm. lowest common denominator but you know is actually a very good way to describe a lot of movies that are kind of dumb or haven't aged well but are just kind of like fun you know and cool or you know have moments in them the way that i interpret kino in my head canon which is yeah. obviously not but even in like the dumbest movies especially like ones from back in the 90s you go to like the dumbest movie in the 90s like the devil's advocate or something oh like that oh my god yes i just and, watched that but movie. you'll just see any individual shot from the devil's advocate and it's like wow this is a fucking beautiful fucking shot yes. there's like such a such great composition in here and like uh yes so yeah even even that like dumb based stuff can be kino and you know i i think it can be a i mean no i'm trying to i'm struggling to think of like a marvel movie that i would call kino you know i don't think they're meant for that which is no, i think the original iron man like the very first iron man is kino like i, I, don't, I don't think it's kino oh, it's really? not i like that kino but, not kino, but <laughs> also, kino, I, not think, kino I think part of the reason that that one's kino to me is because it also brings me back to a time like that one came out if I'm remembering correctly, in 2008, which I would have been in like the eighth grade, which yeah. was just like a fun time to go see movies. Like mm -hmm. the same way I would say, like, I think the Harry Potter movies are Kino, even though like I. Well, the third one, the third one's Kino because it's directed by like an actual good director. But you know what's funny? I was showing, I think it was during quarantine. I was, my mom had never seen the uh harry potter movies okay and I, and me and my brother were like oh my god but mom it's kino you gotta see it you know you we gotta see the, the goddamn stupid kino it's and, the fucking stupid it's, it's i mean the first that. two movies are not they're they're, they're they're those are some like bland ass movies oh really oh no i think those are kino too oh you like the chris columbus movies i like those movies i think i actually think those are the most kino i think Boo. Like, those Boo. are really good because they're Boo. cozy transphobe transphobe i think what's interesting is that when at, it's so by the way the slight tangent but it's so funny whenever zach and i discuss movies on cold cuts podcast we get our comment section is always exploding with people just like you guys need to stop talking about movies like these are the worst <laughs> movie takes i've ever heard but it's like but that's, that's what i love about movie discussion yeah. is that it's completely subjective especially when you get when you bring kino into the mix but the 
It's well, I think the quality of the first two Harry Potter movies is that they are colorful and they're, they're like colorful. saturated and colorful in a way that the movies just never were again after the third one. I think I think there's something also about there's something cozy and ex- ex- exciting about rewatching them because it's so early on. They're they're kids in that movie, and you know there's so much shit that happens later in the movie that just gets you know properly insane you know what i mean and and like in those movies they're kind of like simple and contained and so there's something kind of exciting to me yeah, when i watch it there's like, like an episodic quality yeah, yeah. like a, it's crazy. like watching a star trek or something like that. right and and i remember when i when we put on prisoner of azkaban i was telling my mom like by the way mom this is the best one so yeah. you know gear up because this is about to be really good and when i watched it with her it, it was she didn't get it and it was really hard to explain. And there's a lot of like, I noticed as I was watching it, there are a lot of kind of like plot holes or like, Oh yeah. It's yeah. The time Turner breaks the Harry Potter universe. The time Turner. And the biggest thing being serious black. I can't believe we're having earnest discussion about Harry Potter. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's say everyone loves fucking Harry Potter. It's it's the hottest thing right now. There's no controversy controversy surrounding Harry Potter whatsoever. You're distilled. Yeah. Obviously, you know, fuck JK Rowling. We all, all my homies hate JK Rowling. I mean, even that is like passe at this point. Like every, Everybody yeah. knows J.K. Rowling's sh- shitty, but yeah, uh, it doesn't need to be said. But fuck, fucker, you fuck know. Her, and, anyway. But now let's talk about her it's amazing writing. Her no, amazing. Here's the thing: is actually when we were watching it, one of the biggest glaring issues when I was watching Prisoner of Azkaban is that Sirius Black's behavior in that movie makes zero fucking sense, and because he literally is acting like. I'm I'm the Joker baby for like the entire <laughs> movie and then it's revealed that he has no intention of harming Harry at all he never did and that he was just trying to get at fucking Peter Pendergrass or whatever the fuck and then and then the and and then in the ne- very next movie He's all like cleaned up and nice and happy. He's, no, he's like, normal he's uncle, yeah. Normal. Well, he, like, well, he's. Fu- I think it's implied that he's he's fucked up. He's got PTSD from being an Azkaban around. He the definitely Dementor has there. PTSD, but it's it's still. I would say the, the suspension of Jesus the, Christ. The, <laughs> the suspension of belief of that you, that is required to believe that Sirius Black is the driving antagonist of behind that entire movie, and then to learn that his his intentions were pure the entire time it actually doesn't make sense and it and yeah. it made me drop the the, the tier list prisoner of azkaban dropped a couple slots for me that, that i say i say yeah, yeah. I, I think like the emotional quality i i mean the reason why i think it is the best of the of the books and of the movie or why i like the plot is you know forget about it's a magic world anything can happen because it's magic you know, something something weird happened a wizard did it literally and yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah that's true. and so you know but whereas the rest of the movies are sort of this uh or the rest of the books are about this almost like militaristic, you know, punch the bad guy at the end sort of mm-hmm. thing. You know, Harry becomes a cop. Uh, Azkaban is about the f- forgiving a prisoner and, you know, trying to see the good in somebody that you've prejudged as right. as bad, which is why it has sort of like a different tone than 
the uh, rest of the Harry Potter books, which I would describe as punitive, you know, punitive uh-huh. in that British way, you know, oh, you did something wrong, so now you must be punished, and the punishment yeah. must be <laughs> yeah. very, very grave, you know, it has yes. that quality to it, that, it that cruelty uh, that a lot of British media has. Yeah, but you know what, one of my favorite things also about the Harry Potter franchise, I'm really not even that much of a Harry Potter nut, but since we're talking about it, one of my favorite things about it is the, I think the Professor Snape, like, character arc in those in like his final moments yeah throughout those movies and then you can actually i mean alan rickman is a, a lot of the reason why that character is 100 as well yeah 100 percent. but i think like especially the fact that you can go back and watch a lot of the, a lot of the previous movies and all of his behavior is explained unlike yeah. what i'm complaining about with Sirius black i think mm-hmm. that like actually it makes all of a sudden everything about Sirius Black makes not, not Sirius uh, Black snakes, Severus, Severus, Snape, Severus Snape. makes sense in those final moments it's definitely like a, one of the like sweet moments of that movie like yeah kind of highlight highlight moment i mean yeah. people have also pointed out how fucked of this oh so this guy through his incel dumb through his devotional incel dumb yes. uh ends up becoming the goodest spy of them all yeah it's true which is which is fun you know whatever i that's a fine character but i think the point is you're supposed to (laughs) here we're talking about media literacy right it's like i actually appreciate movies and media where you have to wrestle with it a little bit like yeah you know what i mean no i I think he is a good character in that he does have like a negative personality trait that does somehow end up making him do good in the end but yes. just through this fucked up series of circumstances through devotional love right uh, and platonic actually a romantic devotional love that is never reciprocated he ends yes, up doing and, good and actually i think even sometimes more interesting than that is when a character with good intentions does bad things oh yeah right? that's like my that's, favorite story that's that's, the best that's my favorite story, story in the world is when somebody who uh really really means well ends up fucking up disastrously disastrous yeah, yeah. no uh, me too and and actually i think that's part of the i really like this new uh last of us series it's really hard for me to watch or enjoy like a series on tv mm-hmm. but i watched this last of us one and I, well, I guess I don't want to spoil it, but if anybody... Anything, okay, we'll, we'll say, say spoilers for The Last of Us if you haven't seen the over, show or played Over the, the next game. 30 seconds, but uh, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Joel, uh, Joel ends up, like, brutally murdering, like, an entire camp of, like, uh, doctors and scientists because they say that they're going to put Ellie down so that they, she, they can study her, right? Yeah. Or, like, basically extract her her immune blood for whatever reason, and and so jo- Joel, who's the prime you know protagonist for the entire movie just like absolutely obliterates the camp which is hard to watch but it's also what makes it a compelling yeah story it would have been kind of like i don't think it would have been nearly as memorable if it ended on a way that was too open-ended or didn't challenge you in any way or you know what i mean i think that's yeah that's a cool way to, to I, yeah i i also like when somebody destroys the world for the sake of oh, their wow. emotional relationship yes. i think that's i i uh, you know cabin in the woods which i watched again recently yes. and has Good aged movie. pretty bad you know is it really we, well we talk about time. whedon dialogue as being you know <laughs> getting really tiresome and that movie is just wall-to-wall whedon dialogue yes that's real. um but i really also spoilers for cabin in the woods at, at the end when they make the decision to not sacrifice themselves in order to appease the gods yeah i think that's really funny you're just willing to destroy the world because eh, eh, 
I don't yeah. deserve to die, you know, not yeah, on those terms. It. You know, I'm going to die anyway, but, you know, <laughs> I yeah, like might just, as well just yeah. destroy this shit. Yeah, no, I, I remember the first time seeing that movie and just being like, holy shit, man, best movie ever. But part of the reason was because it was marketed as nothing like that. Like, yeah, you yeah, you, in, you weren't you expecting it. that, yeah. No, no, yeah, I went into it completely just expecting some, like, literally yeah. a cabin in the woods movie literally just like in a the movies, corny yeah. like dime a dozen horror movie and it was very not that but yeah uh, and it was really like it was like before rick and morty in terms of like cresting on the the meta wave of, of sure. media analysis you know everybody's on tv tropes now so we're gonna make the tv tropes movie uh exactly yeah i i uh i do think it's funny and it and it is definitely so ever present in in marvel movies especially the anytime there is a moment that's even a a hair like a bit sincere like it's you're almost about to deal with a real emotion and mm-hmm. there has to be one character that's like yeah and you're just like did you it, just it, say that yeah yeah literally i yeah. just moved that with my mind that yeah 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 the commentary it's like like yeah i don't know when we're gonna be past that but it feels like we're close right yeah yeah we have to be on the other end of the half-life of of that type yeah i think uh recent movies like i think part of the reason like top gun the new top gun was so uh well received is because people don't talk like that in that movie it's a big action movie but people don't talk people don't do the um did i just fly that plane yeah you just flew that plane literally Uh, or or even the john wick movies which i love and i only i only watched all of them this year in preparation to see the fourth one and the fourth one was incredible but those movies are extremely like like yeah they're 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 not there are no witty asides or i mean there is a meta commentary though which is what i find interesting about john wick because I mean, the John Wick movies are about Keanu dealing with his own grief, you know, right. and it, I right. mean, it, that's the most basic interpretation of them. But, you know, he lost his wife and, you know, the movie's all about <laughs> killing a lot of people yes. in order to cope with the loss of your wife, which is awesome. And yeah. it's, and I feel like they, they are self-serious, but they're also really immaculately done. So mm-hmm. in like. And the self-seriousness adds to that, right? There's yeah, like, it's a movie. You're supposed movie. to be self-serious, right? You know, it's you're not supposed to be undercutting it. But you forget because so many movies don't do that. Like that yeah. is kind of, uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, like that. that's even like some of these movies, like um, some of these Daniel Day-Lewis movies, I, like I, I, I love There Will Be Blood. That's mm-hmm. a very self-serious movie. And then I just watched uh, this one, which I don't know what compelled me to watch it because it was, I was like, I know I'm going to fall asleep, but I ended up watching the whole thing. This phantom threat. Oh, I love phantom. Phantom threat is great. It is actually really good, but it was like very, it was extremely muted and very like quiet and very little happens. But if you're, if you take the time to sit there and, you know, enjoy it or appreciate it for what Mm -hmm. it is, I thought it was like another very like twisted interesting movie yeah Yeah, it's slow and weird and tense and uh spoilers it's all about how lightly poisoning 
your loved one yeah. can lead to a better relationship. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's not based on a true story, is it? I, no, no, I don't think it's based on a true that story. Seems like it would be insane. And obviously, Daniel Day Lewis is like, you want to hate on the guy because he just takes these roles that are. So yeah, he's insane. the most intense man that ever existed, and Literally. he's he probably has no sense of humor about himself. And oh, you know. absolutely not. I but mean, when you're like, the best actor in the world, you can get away is. with that. Shit. Yeah, he kind of is. I mean, he only has been. What has he been in four movies? Like. He's been, yeah, he's been in like ten movies. One of them was nine, mysteriously, you know, which is that that weird so Fred, Federico Fellini musical, <laughs> yeah, where so he plays random. Fellini, and it's like I haven't seen it, but it's supposed to be fucking garbage. Uh, I from actually, what I, heard. I actually accidentally saw that movie in theaters. <laughs> you saw nine in theaters? <laughs> Why you did know, you see nine in theaters? If you remember correctly. It came out at the same time. There was another movie called Nine, but oh, the animated movie the called animated Nine, yeah, Number Nine. That's like I don't know if it's Tim Burton, but it's Tim Burton. It's a uh, Shane Acker, I think, is the and guy that. Yeah. yeah, we intended to see that and got tickets for the wrong movie, <laughs> and we had to see. Which actually, I mean, that movie is really interesting. I don't know if it was. I don't really think it brought the house down or anything, but it came out. At, I think they were literally in theaters at the same time, and we got tickets for the wrong nine so we saw that we saw the like very corny uh romance musical uh as instead of this like you know edgy when, when i was a teenager it's like edgy uh yeah, the sort of dark little movie. animated uh movie about little puppets navigating a post-apocalyptic landscape it couldn't have been any different tone <laughs> yeah yeah the I most mean, pos no different choice. possible movies a and corny actually, a corny send-up to the movies of fellini or a little post-apocalyptic puppet movie literally and actually funnily funny enough with, with the nine uh motif seems to be recurring here i also had i we, me and my friends were actually forced to see the movie band camp in theaters because we were not old enough to buy tickets for district nine and we got <laughs> tickets for band camp wait instead. the american pie movie band camp the american band, pie spinoff movie band i camp, don't know or? if it's a spinoff but it was like a uh band Oh wait, was it called Band Camp? Was it American Pie Presents Band Camp? You might have been too young for oh, that. No, that was two thousand and five. Wasn't that? What the hell am I thinking of? Wait, it was a Vanessa Hudgens movie. Vanessa Hudgens. It was a Vanessa Hudgens. Not movie. Band Camp movie. Camp Rock. It wasn't Camp Rock. I don't know. Rock. That's a Disney Channel movie. I think I'm mixing movie. things up. Uh, okay. You couldn't oh, see. Dude, you couldn't see District it. Nine. What Hate to see District movie? Nine. They turned into prawns. Oh, Band Slam. Band, band slam. Band slam. Band what the, slam what the what fuck is called. band slam? Dude, it was I mean, it was just like a teen like a like a tween movie. You know what I mean? That's like what you're supposed to like slam. high schoolers and it's like the the blonde chick is the bully and she's like you are you're in a band good luck losers and everyone laughs and then they actually like bring the house down like you know like bubble bowl spongebob style but uh, anyway, david bowie has a cameo appearance i remember that but we That's, went we got right. we got tickets for band slam and snuck and walked right waltzed right into district nine to go see that one mm -hmm. and the theater attendant the usher came over and was like guys I, i'm not i listen i i get it i'm not gonna kick you out of the movie theater all right i'm not gonna revoke your tickets you got to go see Band Slam. You cannot see District 9. And so we were just, we like looked at each other and we were like, okay. And we just got up and we ended up seeing Band Slam instead. Uh, <laughs> you had uh, to see I, Band Slam. I did not see District 9 until it was on home video. Uh, it's a pretty know, good movie. I like uh, District 9. Yeah, definitely a core memory. It's a, it's a great movie. Uh, <laughs> it's a good movie. 
segueing, something I wanted to talk to you about, because Harris, you're you're good at you're consistently putting out a lot of heat, consistently putting oh, out thanks. a lot of hot jokes. Thank and you. I wanted I... to talk to you about the process. I wanted okay. to talk about because for me, there's like a couple of ways I get jokes. Hmm. Sometimes it's like lightning bolts to your head and it's like, oh, instantly something is in my head and I can write it down quickly. Totally. Sometimes I'll like just think of any subject and I'll like agonize over it for like an hour and yes. then come up with anything. And then, <laughs> that's and then, so real. Yeah, yeah, that's very real. I mean, I, yeah, I think it's similar. Like I definitely have those lightning bolt moments from time to time. Sometimes I, uh, get a little bit like doom and gloom because I feel like they happen a little bit less these days than when I yeah. started. Yeah. Uh, they never happen because it's new. They're coming to you a lot more because yes. you haven't done stuff yet. So it's yes. like, Ooh, I can do this for the first time. I can do this for yeah. the first time. Yeah. That's true. And, but sometimes I, I like, I still do. I actually did just get like kind of a lightning bolt one. I know jokes are not funny to explain, so please excuse me. That's fine. I like explaining jokes. I like talking about. But it. I, I was literally just on a walk today, and I happened to be listening to uh, this reggae album. And I don't really like reggae music, but this one by Burning Spear called Marcus Garvey. Oh, love a, love Burning Spear. My They're god, f phenomenal fucking album. And I'm telling from a point like I, I don't, I really am not like a reggae listener, but it's just so good. And but I was listening to it, and I had this kind of lightning bolt moment that was sort of maybe that's overplaying it but i was like i i want to draw i think i'm going to draw it even when we hop off here that's like um mm -hmm. it's like the a panel of judges that are like they're all like jamaican or like yeah. and they're all like they're like why should you be the next um reggae x factor winner yeah and the band is up on stage and they're like we're just doing something different. And then all three of the judges hit the red buzzer like immediately. Like, because like <laughs> and the joke being that literally all reggae is like, it all sounds the same. Basically. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously not all of it, but I yeah. think like, I like it is, they all just go like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's kind of why I'm not a huge fan of reggae, but there's a, there's, there's a lot of gold there. Of course. No, there, I mean, there's variation. I mean, you can, uh, I'm trying to think of like the big reggae bands who did, I got a spark of sense of me, black Uhuru. They're, they're pretty good. You know, I yeah. mean, it is very, I mean, it, it, oh, I mean, Peter Tosh is great. I mean, Bob Marley, even though I know he's kind of just like, he's just at your weed dealer. There's a poster at your weed dealer's house. And that's kind of what yeah. you associate with him now. It's like, I mean, dude, that album, it's Exodus hard to hate Bob incredible. Marley. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's he is one of the best artist. for a reason. Yeah. Yes, for sure. He's definitely goaded. And, uh, I, but anyway, when we're talking about process, I kind of like a lot of the times I, a lot of the comics actually that tend to do well number wise mm -hmm. for me, not that that really counts for anything, but sometimes you, it's hard not to. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah. That, you get it. Right? Like, no, it's going up. It's going it up. Going up. You got it. <laughs> yeah. After I post it, you know, I, like embarrassingly, I have to kind of sit there and watch like the, first yeah, yeah. Minutes, well, it's like, like doing this, you know what I do sometimes if it's going up really fast, I'll slam my hand down on the table and like make yawping noises. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does feel like that because so, so you, I can tell the first five minutes are very telling. Like, yeah, yeah. Performance of, of something especially on twitter mm -hmm. where you can just live live watch the numbers go up mm -hmm. and so and especially if there's one that i worked really hard on or i'm mm -hmm. really just like i really hope people like this it can be 
either very exciting to see people respond positively to it or but on the other hand it can be devastating to watch it not perform <laughs> well and feel like well i guess that was just yeah. funny to me yeah but, instantly you go into well fuck you this was one for me mode yeah yeah exactly which honestly in some way is actually a healthy way to look at it anyway like i yeah i i do like drawing things for me and and but you know, a lot of the times that I have ones that do well, it's because it was an idea that I wrote down a little while ago and soft abandoned because I was like, this is maybe too weird or people won't get it. Or maybe I just think this is funny or this is going to be hard to draw, not worth the payoff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes I'm right, right? Sometimes yeah. I draw it and I put it out there and it really doesn't do so well, but I'm like, hey, you know what, whatever. It's more content is content, but sometimes those ones go sicko mode you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. there was uh the one that i always think of there were well there's a few of them there's one that i always think of is the um the one that i did of the penguins of madagascar Mm -hmm. where they're like our next target the japanese prime minister and then the other one is like (laughs) actually i think he died four months ago and he's like excellent work boys i i drew that one and I was like, well, I was like, well, I think this is funny. And I put it on the Patreon. Like it was mm-hmm. because, you know, when people, they get early access, just like yeah, the yeah. Patreon, I'm sure they could see it first. And I want to say like, it like didn't, it didn't even really get numbers on the Patreon. Like I didn't really get like a positive reaction yeah. from the patrons. And I was kind of like, maybe this isn't funny. Like maybe this is lame. And I, and I actually like sat on it. It sat there for like two weeks. And then, and eventually I was like, you know what? Uh, it's if I don't post this now, it won't be timely anymore. So mm-hmm. I might as well just just put it out there. And it's like one of my highest performance. Yeah, people love. It. Yeah, people because uh, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. It's sort of it's. I love the Shinzo Abe assassination because it's <laughs> fucked up and edgy, but you're weirdly yeah. allowed to joke about it because everything turned out okay. Like yeah, everything turned out fine. And also like, I'm so distanced from, yeah. from that. You know what I mean? Like I cannot pretend to know anything about Japanese politics and like I'm dubious of any Westerner or American mm-hmm. that wants to, you know, educate me on what's going on out there because I'm like, dude, there is like i mean come on man i don't know what the fuck is going on out there but i did know i did know that i think i don't think he was well liked i think he was a very uh well he was sort of well liked there are a lot of there was like a big nationalist uh, tended the nationalist core of japan that uh, liked his nationalist views because his like uh his grandfather was like an administrator in in fucking in china when they were doing all the terrible things yeah. Uh, and like one of his big goals as a politician was to erase more of that history was to erase the, the shame of that, that, that shit. Usually not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he got a lot of flack for that. Um, but that wasn't <laughs> the thing that ultimately got people against him. Cause the, the thing that the guy shot him for was because he was associated with the Mooney church. He was associated with the unification church, which is, uh, this, uh, uh, I think it's out of Korea. And um, they scam a lot of people. They scam a lot of people and take their money. And, you know, throughout the 90s and throughout the 80s and 90s and even on today, like cults are a big problem in Japan. And it like everybody has a story about, oh, yeah, one of their relatives uh, like joined this weird church and they took all their money from them. And that's the reason why the guy assassinated Abe. And so like 80 percent of Japan was like, 
oh, it's terrible that he killed it, but we don't like these fucking cults, right? And he was associated, which is why everyone was sort of cool with it. And yeah. then, then there was a bunch of, like, anti-cult legislation put forward in Japan after the That's assassination. I mean, yeah, which is what made it the most, like, some have said it's the most successful political assassination in all of history. That is kind of insane. I mean, yeah. uh, I didn't know about any of that. I knew that Japan had some cults and again this is not me pretending to know anything about japanese yeah. culture i've never been and i don't actually have any close friends close enough that are japanese that could mm. like educate me on any of this but the i i had a friend that just visited there for she was there for like a while like even maybe like a month and uh had a bunch of cool stories but also was remarking on how like japan is interesting because it's an island and it also is it's a bit like isolationist in, mm -hmm. in it's like culture that, you know, they, they really kind of. Yeah. They die themselves. And, and so it, it sort of like, because it's so such a small country size wise, they're kind of, it's, it, it's the culture has evolved in a very mm -hmm. bizarre way. And so that's why there's a very lot of unique like, way, a very, very yeah. unique. Yeah. It's probably a more appropriate way. <laughs> yeah. But bizarre. Those bizarre fucking weirdo. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I we did like, drop a bomb on them so they can forgive did. them if they're a little which, bizarre. <laughs> which definitely did affect a lot of, I mean, yeah. I mean, culturally, not just culturally, but artistically. I mean, that oh, I think yeah. had a huge effect on a lot of like, I mean, Godzilla is literally yeah, like Godzilla. They, Ain't they no direct. Acura without Hiroshima. That too. Yeah. <laughs> you I mean, know, it's true. Look, and, Hiroshima was bad. But we got Acura out of it. No, so I, I, who's I mean, to say? It's, it's, <laughs> obviously, right and wrong? it's obviously totally tragic, and it's and it's also interesting yeah. to examine how the culture has shifted so yeah. dramatically. I mean, over there since then, and and like, uh, but they also, I mean, Japan. There is, and I think a lot of American people would probably agree with this sentiment. Is like, I think some of the coolest art, some of the coolest media that exists, mm -hmm. comes out of that country. Like, mm -hmm. It's just, I mean. I don't know if it's a work ethic thing because I know that they have a crazy amount of work ethic and uh but I mean dude like Miyazaki movies th those alone which have really brought oh, yeah. into the western mindset are like some of the most beautiful uh like emotive lush animated movies that have ever been created yeah. you know what I mean I I think they rival almost every western animation like i think i think western animation is like almost now just catching up in terms of making things that are very like unique and beautiful and maybe actually pushing yeah. the genre forward well you've also lost a lot of our taste for 2d traditional animation which is a big shame it's as a well. huge shame yeah i mean yeah. the fact that uh the fact that disney doesn't do 2d animated movies anymore i think the last thing that they put out was like princess and the frog and even that yeah. it's like what is that like 15 years old or something yeah yeah it's from 2009 yeah 2009 uh, so maybe not that old but it's like uh yeah like oh no i guess that would be about 2009 yeah yeah you don't realize like, how right? <laughs> how long time Christ, has passed yeah. the passage of time it is insane but yeah yeah like that that does kind of make me feel I don't know. It's, it's I, like I, I something that I don't. I want to point out that is always very frustrating to me is that the best looking two D animated thing that is currently out there right now is Disenchantment. Is Matt Groening's Disenchantment, which have you ever Wait, seen it? No. Yeah, you don't even know about it because it flows. It's like uh, the the Matt Groening's fantasy series on Netflix. Let me see. And this. the thing about it is the writing in it is not great. It okay. does not have a very high jokes per minute ratio as Futurama or like Golden Age Simpsons. Okay. Um, 
a lot of a lot of the writing goes to plot like to exposition of plot because it's very serialized uh-huh um but the plot is boring and uh, the characters <laughs> are largely unlikable <laughs> not not doing a great job selling this show yeah. to me, but well, the, the other cool. thing is it has the most gorgeous 2d animation out there right now wow. which is like almost why i hope for it to get renewed just so i can keep watching this for some reason because i guess it has the matt graining pedigree it's like one of the few show animated shows that netflix is willing to put a budget behind interesting and didn't axe basically yeah like, yeah I, I mean that that's interesting i love 2d animation i think they look really cool i mean the like I think in like my list of favorite animated movies, most of them would be 2D animation. But um, I don't know, three 3D animation is I think it's just oversaturated. You know, like it's yeah. there's a lot of good stuff still coming out, including um, including this new Spider-Man movie. You know, which is uh, it, well, like, and you uh, see uh, the trend has been make it closer to 2D animation. May what if we made this 3D animation look like 2D animation? Right, man? right, and and it's and that that part is really cool and there's a lot of images of that movie that are like as a still they mm -hmm. look like 2d it's a very yeah. unique art style which is it's definitely a visual feast and that yeah. that part is like refreshing compared to like uh i don't know you know a lot of uh, a lot well of what's like the newest pixar i get elemental you know elemental, yeah, yeah that that style is kind of you know i'm sure people work very hard on it and it's a very you know good looking it has a sheen to it but yes. it's, it's sort of predictable tired. yeah yeah i i think like almost you know what and I, i'm gonna sound a little uh, here's another i can already see the the Cold cuts shouldn't. Beetlemoses should not talk I'm, about movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were also like, talking about haters earlier and how much haters. we hate the haters. But we're I know, being. I it. mean, you need. There's a difference between like hating and criticism. You know, yes. I, I think when we're saying this, we acknowledge that the people worked hard on it and they're deserving of their accolades for just accomplishing this feat of craft. But yes. you know, I, I you, you want to talk about where it stands in the ultimate cultural panoply, the ultimate cultural yeah. legacy of it. I, I think that this the the movie that came out a few years ago from pixar uh, the movie soul which yeah. i think was met with a lot of acclaim because the animation does look really good it was kind of one of the first times that i saw a new pixar movie and i was like i don't think this one clicked for me and, and mm. i think part of it was because the emotional core of the movie which is like the way that it ends which is this very it's supposed to feel very like hurt like gut-wrenching because he gets to appreciate life it actually felt kind of like cheap and that they were into me it, because yeah. it felt like pixar trying to do the pixar thing like yeah animated movies can make you feel things man and it's in how like how, look how beautiful life is like that was the that was the the thing behind yeah. it, right the, the the actual messaging and i kind of was just like i don't know this felt like kind of a cheap emotional yeah it becomes you know, trite it becomes it war bad yeah to me yeah it did feel that way like isn't life beautiful and i was like i don't really think you guys needed to make a two billion dollar two hour movie to tell me that life was beautiful yeah there's there's know. more depth in like the original cars movie which is about how uh <laughs> highway infrastructure hollowed out the american rural <laughs> yeah. rural infrastructure no i think that's there's actually something there though is that i think that a lot of 
I think Pixar and the reason people sort of begin to dunk on Pixar because it's like, what if what if feelings had feelings? Yeah, man? yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It kind of they they do get to a point where they've almost forgotten their core, which is that you can take a really unlikely hero or situation and make somebody feel very strong emotions towards them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it but through simple hu- like humanistic writing and i and i thought that like soul kind of whiffed that a bit because they went right for the gut instead yeah. of like trying to make you actually care i don't yeah it's it sort of the message should sneak up on you it shouldn't it be should. in the movie at all times and you yes. know you shouldn't be i think it's also another another thing we were just talking, it's just style too eventually yeah. we know the nice round smooth pixar characters is yeah they were relevant at one time but uh they're seeing less and less relevant as you know this this new style which was championed by the original spider-verse movie this frame dropping sort of two-dimensional looking painterly like yeah. style because you see the trailers for the new teenage mutant ninja turtles movie yes looks yes. great obviously or the new puss in boots was very influenced very by that uh, yeah. style as well so i think yeah the sort of like and and what sort of makes those movies good looking or make them feel more organic is they're they are rougher looking there is a roughness to them yeah that is it, more appealing than the smoothness of pixar yeah movies. and I, I love that and i even think that's what this is a whole other conversation but like that's even why i like at this point at this level feel unintimidated by um <laughs> i shouldn't even go here but like by, by ai the, by ai yeah yeah, yeah, yeah me too i was like fuck you they, i will never you will never write a dick joke as good as me AI. No, yeah no <laughs> and, and, and actually because like i th- my favorite type of art to consume or or in, or just appreciate the stuff that i appreciate is the the really gritty like primal you know like sort of that that part of like the human mind that yeah. can create things that are almost ugly like like those Im- the imperfections is what yeah. makes i think art so interesting and unique and um which is why also for example like i i like i've been a like a basquiat fan for so long because he i mean his stuff is obviously genius and very cerebral in its own right but like the look of it yeah but it's rough very and grungy. messy yeah, yeah it's very, and and which the, is the, awesome. that's part of the aesthetic yeah and and i i know i i know a lot of artists that are extremely talented that but their whole mo is to draw things like look this drawing looks like a picture man this painting looks like a photograph and i'm like that never made sense to me. I'm like, what is the point of that? Why would that's like all technical ability, but no greater grasp of taste. And I mean, in my sometimes opinion. I mean, hyperrealism can be good if it has like another idea behind it, like yeah. uh, the works of Chuck Close. You sure. know about Chuck Close? Yeah, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. And he he does that sort of hyperrealistic style, but he has face blindness, so there's this, you know. Um, there, there, there's a lot of uh, ideas about perception and sensory input and, you know, the, yeah. how we ultimately view the world and, you know, how, how that can be split up into different types of form and color and even hyperrealism can be abstractified or yeah. i'm trying to think of like the guy that also did uh, the the album cover for sonic youth's daydream nation of the candle very famous album cover oh is that a painting that's a painting it's not a photo interesting okay um, i did not know that and obviously there is something very effective about that painting there is something that is uh yeah it's cool uh it's great, great use of color yeah uh, yeah uh, like, it's like in a muted way 
Yeah, Gerhard Richter is the guy, and he did photorealistic paintings. But in in the case of the candle, too, there is an emotion or a mood behind that photorealism. You know, I think that sort of the bland type of photorealism is like, look at this amazing pencil drawing of a celebrity. It's so realistic. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, but what is what are you can beyond just the fact that you were able to technically produce this, which, you know, a machine can do. What yeah. what are you trying to evoke? What is the message behind the celebrity? You know? Yeah, no, I, I, I love stuff like that. And I also love like interacting with, you know, I or not interacting with, but I always appreciate art that is that is like ugly or negative or gritty or unpleasant to do. like I because I I am a very strong believer. This is what I also didn't get into this call back to when I was talking about I was being a house of decline apologist for your uh, <laughs> you are not special comment yeah, yeah. but like in that regard it's like I think that art that 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 makes you deal with negative emotions is important it should exist and and that's why even I'm this is a whole other thing but like there are even some like uh artists maybe comic artists who i won't name that make thing that make things that i would never make put out messaging mm -hmm. that i would never make or, mm -hmm. or appreciate and those people deserve, deserve to get bullied online for sure but, uh, <laughs> but, but it's also like i i don't i don't think you i don't think there's um any validity in like censoring or muting those people because actually again it's i'm talking about media literacy it's oh yeah like, yeah you can't you can't go burning books with you you know like i think uh yeah unless they're directly threatening i mean that that's the problem with nazi speech though like if oh, we're yeah. talking about it's trouble someone like stone toss where it's like um you know uh even like the the holocaust denial like the casual holocaust denial, oh, yeah, with like how many was six million really you know yeah. which yeah it, within that there carries this tacit threat that you know we can we can revisit this on the jews once again there's oh, always yeah. like this underlying threat with nazi political rhetoric which but, as most people would agree you know threats are at which uh, are the point at which free speech breaks down and becomes sure, sure. and yeah. but i think also it's like wouldn't you rather that uh, well, I mean, this is actually a genuine question. Wouldn't you rather that art exist so that you knew it was there and that you could you could look at it and analyze it and like kind of have to kind of have to wrestle with the fact that there are people like that out there that you know are Holocaust deniers or you know or or or, or just have like backwards beliefs or hate you? I would rather see it and know that it's there because even though those people and you could absolutely say that someone like stone toss is just a grifter that he maybe yeah. he doesn't even actually believe what he's putting out there but the fact that it resonates with people it's like these people exist and we need to you need to see it like i'd rather know that it was there i think we need to see it and talk about it it's more, yeah it's more important to see it and talk about it than it is to deplatform or 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 just to destroy these people you know what i mean i am of the mind that i if i like were to do that calculus in my head of like how many people were radicalized to do violence to jews because of stone toss uh versus <laughs> versus i don't know i, I, I probably that's probably not a significant number so it, like not, which is yeah. ultimately why i would 
you know, not say censor stone toss, you know, like don't put him on any big platforms or anything or, but you know, he, he oh, can have yeah. his Twitter or whatever. And we can, we can see the Nazis or and we can see them braying. Oh, yeah. and, and if the, and, and honestly, I'm not even saying that from a, a standpoint that's like, I'm very big brain. This does not affect me. It's like, if you're asking me if I'm above like physical violence, the answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> but I just mean like, if like, like I, I still, I, I think sometimes people are so quick to dismiss art and ideas that they don't like when in fact some of that stuff is it, it draws me in but because like it's hard to look away sometimes from yeah. ugly or disturbing art i think is maybe the point i'm trying to make I don't well know. you know the well you know the classic you know nazi speech uh case in skokie v illinois right uh, no, what's that about? So that's like the classic ACLU thing. A bunch of Nazis want to do a rally in Skokie, Illinois, which has a very high Jewish population. And uh, there were a bunch of people saying, you know, fuck this. You know, we these people should be arrested. You know, this type of speech should not be allowed or this, this should not this platform should not be given to them. You know, the government should censor these people, which I think for a Nazi rally in a majority Jewish town is probably a good idea. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's that's I mean, like where I would draw a lot. The ACLU didn't see it that way. The ACLU famously defended the Nazis because, you know, um, with similar rhetoric to what you're saying, not saying that you're defending the Nazis, but. It's the idea that sunlight is the best disinfectant. We need these ideas out there because if they're not out there, then we can't fight them. You yeah. Know? I mean, and yeah. uh, they just sort of stew in these secret societies until they erupt in some bigger form of public violence. I know. And, and then the craziest thing is then you get you. What happens is that then something drastic or violent or, you know, hateful happens like a crime happens and people are like, well, how could this be? Where did this come from? You yeah. know, what, the, what was the, I mean, even like, I don't know necessarily what the background was with this guy, but I don't think we know. Remember the Las Vegas shooter, the guy that- uh, Steven like, Paddock, yeah. Yeah, and, and that I think to this day, nobody, he didn't leave a note or a manifesto. No, we don't know hint. his motivations. No really. hint as to why he did that. And it's like, that is more disturbing, right? Because we don't we we don't know. We don't know what this guy was doing or what we he can was speculate. Saying, I mean, my my I think my theory about Stephen Paddock is that he just has a certain type of American boredom. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, like you could be right, but uh, like the, I don't know. I, it's hard to believe that there's no ideological reason behind something that drastic. Like, yeah. Uh, it is crazy though but why, i mean sometimes it just that? happens you know the famous uh song i J i don't like mondays right what is that oh uh, it's a okay so you know live aid right yeah the biggest it was the biggest charity rock event in the world and it was started by bob geldoff who was mm -hmm. also pink in the pink floyd movie the wall okay. but before that he was the lead singer of a band called the boomtown rats Okay, I'm aware and of those guys. And their yeah. big single was I Don't Like Mondays, which is about, uh, uh, I think, a school shooting that was done by a, a woman in Britain in, like, uh, the 70s, which was not as, like, drastic a school shooting. Or is she brought a knife to school or something. Someone died in school because of her, and they asked her about it, and she said, I don't like Mondays was her that's reason. bizarre. Yeah. yeah. But wow. it's weird that that event led to Live Aid. <laughs> you know, that, those yeah, dominoes what? falling. <laughs> that up. is bizarre. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, that shit is disturbing. And I, I think that there is something... Uh, I mean, that's kind of like almost the 
taxi driver thing, right? Yeah. Like that he is another guy that like obviously is a fictional character, yeah. but that story resonates because it's that same thing. It's this yeah. like he isolated. pretends to have an ideological motivation, but really he's just bored. He's just bored. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just bored and losing it because he's yeah. lonely. And I think there are, I think that is real. That's actually part of the human id that yeah. uh, is interesting, but it's scarier to me than, you know, if somebody commits a crime that's obviously a hate crime, it's just as tragic, but it's also like, well, you know, chalk it up. Now you we can, can get why somebody why. would become so passionate if they were infected by these terrible ideas. You yeah. get why they would become so passionate as to do something horrible. Yeah, it, it upsets me a lot uh, to see. I mean, I know Twitter sometimes overinflates some of this stuff and it makes it feel like it's more common than it really is. But I do fear a lot uh, about like in the next year or so, like stuff with the with the LGBT, specifically the T community yeah like, yeah I don't, I don't know i i don't know what happened in the last like five years not that i don't know what happened but it's just like it really does feel like things are getting yeah we're gearing really, up for for irl violence yeah it does feel that way and, and i mean you live in florida which is the worst of it which is interesting because i actually like know some trans people here and 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 i have lived here almost my whole life and there i know i've been very blessed to know people from all walks of life right like i know mm -hmm. people who are a lot of different backgrounds or identities and mm -hmm. um i i think like the so, some of the stuff that i hear about like the legislation that's coming out in florida mm -hmm. is just very disturbing and shocking mm -hmm. but there's also a lot of young people down here it's a mm -hmm. huge college state which i think people forget sometimes we yeah. have some really big campuses and a lot of the <sighs> young people are progressive you know what i mean yeah. if you lived in gainesville all your life you would be surprised that there are these hicks outside there are these murderous hicks just know. you know outside it's of your true. door and and especially cuz i'm in south florida like i mean Trust me, there's still I see a bunch of Trump bump, bumper stickers driving yeah. around here, but I don't know if I see more than I do than you would in any other like red state, really. You know, it's like it's a mix, and um, I don't know. Like Florida is an insane state, but it's yeah, really it, it's big. also it's yeah really the most split. wholly unique, impossible to predict state <laughs> state in the fucking union. Yeah, and and one of my favorite things about Florida is is, is that the Florida man thing is 100 mm -hmm. real like the yeah like, the, like people out of control doing like the dumbest shit imaginable or the most bizarre shit because they're either on drugs or live near like alligators is <laughs> yeah. like it's that is so real and i mean i've seen things like that firsthand but that's part of the charm right yeah. i kind of i i because i grew up here maybe i have a soft spot for the kind of like you know gas station a dweller vibe yeah. but you know what i mean like yeah I, but there is a very idiosyncratic like there there are wacky people everywhere but there's a very idiosyncratic sure. wacky that comes out of florida a hundred percent yeah i i, I the alligator wrestling wacky you know yeah and, and me saying any of this is not to discredit if there are trans people that are living in florida and they're not feeling safe because of the legislation absolutely you should go with your gut and get out it, well know, yeah but... i mean that's what's fucked up about it like day to day your life probably isn't affected that much i mean right. probably actually it probably is with your access to get hormones and surgery and stuff like that but uh yeah I especially mean, I... if you're under 18 and you're trying to access that stuff i'm sure it's really fucked up for you right now yeah i know somebody who's uh who's uh trans and it 
it was it's actually like you know it's a unique experience it's a different experience when you meet somebody and mm-hmm. they've already transitioned mm-hmm. versus when you know somebody and then they come out you know mm-hmm. after like a few years after you've known them yeah and this was somebody that i knew that was the the, the latter mm-hmm. and when they came out i kind of was like trying to politely because i don't the other part the other thing about trans people is that there's like really not that many of them no it's like the, all of this hay is being made about like maybe one percent of the population yeah. at most uh, maybe at most even that is like i think highballing it i, I yeah think, yeah like, it's like 0.2 percent by, by high estimates yeah i want to say because i also lived in new york for some time i probably have met like 10 or 11 trans people in my whole life and i think that puts me in like the 99th percentile yeah. of like americans you know what i mean and that's like such a small number and but this particular person i happened to be close to and so i kind of was trying to like politely like ask questions just to mm-hmm. just you know i i guess i'm like no I'm it's what you do and sometimes yeah if you're close enough with somebody yeah you can, I just like want, i wanted to know like i kind of answer, answer gay questions to well-meaning straight people who yeah. are, who are polite about it you know yeah yeah and so and so i wanted to i wanted to ask her like just like what is the like like are you taking hormones right now and she was like yes and at this point you you could tell she was taking hormones like her yeah. physical appearance was beginning to change. it's crazy what that stuff does yeah it's, does it, they, that it is shit that, is magic yeah that shit is powerful and and so she explained that and i was asking her like what does that process look like like and she said that like the doctor that she had been going to for uh like a long time either would i can't remember wouldn't or couldn't give them the the I, what is it estrogen i don't know the yeah hormones estradiol or, yeah uh, something like that yeah. and so she had to drive just to drive like two hours to like a somewhere i don't know in like orlando like a doctor that is licensed and available to yeah. distribute this stuff and i'm sure that because i had that conversation with her a long time ago unfortunately we fell out of touch for unrelated reasons but mm. like we i, I can't even imagine what that process looks like now i'm sure it's only gotten more difficult or even if it hasn't gotten difficult yet there's this looming feeling like oh i'm about to that yeah the hammer is gonna fall yeah Yeah. so i'm sure that sucks i mean that that's real that that well because it's medicine imagine if you're like oh you're diabetic oh insulin's illegal now because somebody has an ideological problem with it literally i mean it's just and the like the bottom line of it all is just like you know, isn't this America, guys? Free to be you and yeah, me. Yeah, like, I thought this like, was America. I thought we do it. I hate to pull that card, but it's like, buddy, we are free to be you and me. Like you and and that part of what comes with that, and all, all the same people are also the free speech absolutists or mm-hmm. my body, my choice. I'm not going to take the vaccine type yeah. people. You know what I mean? And it's like okay actually sure i'm in your corner with that i i actually it is my fucking edgy hot take is that like if people don't want to take the vaccine i i whatever uh, you know i'm i took it all right my family took yeah. it you know what do but but i i also understand why some people who you know in america especially and i'm sure it's kind of like this in canada too uh, it's uh, there's a lot of people that have a a an instinct an instinctive mistrust of the government which is completely mm-hmm. reasonable yeah you and should so, you should mistrust you should, the government you should and so a lot of people who quickly... except you know you need to be able to tell the difference when you should and when you shouldn't that's you should. part of you being should. an adult you right. know that's it's part it. of being an adult and it's part of thinking critically but i also 
I have to remind myself all the time that all of us, no matter how big brain you are, we're all seeing life through this little, little pinhole, right? You're just, this is your point of view. And a lot of people are, we're all examining the world through a little pinhole and some people have their own point of view and it's really hard to get out of that. It's, you know what I mean? And you can't, and I, I, and people who don't take it, I'm not necessarily saying, you're a martyr you're a hero no that's not it at all but i also (laughs) but i also am like you know that but the other side of that is like you're correct so because you don't want your government dictating what can be put in your body you need to also recognize that you're being completely hypocritical about these people and that that's not even harming you that's completely yeah. well that see that's the thing is cuz i think the philosophy or the morality that most people would say they subscribe to and i'm talking to like 90% of the people which is like sort of that vague libertarian like small l libertarian philosophy where sure. if it doesn't affect me if there are no negative externalities towards anyone else if there's no like deleterious effect as long as it's only affecting you then go nuts do what you want you know and so they have to come up with all sorts of weird reasons for why it's not affecting just them because obviously if you're like taking hormones it's it's you it's just affecting you there's no yeah. like air gap towards it which is why they have to make it about the children because if, right. like, oh, if trans ideology gets out there then it's it is affecting me because now my child thinks that they are and that i have to have a conversation and they might not and you're doing it you know they have to Dude. have all these like tortured reasons for why this is more than just a personal decision it's absolutely bizarre and i and i mean like it, it, to me the whole thing is a fucking charade and, and i almost think of like it's not a great analogy, but I just think of like, you know, look at fucking, uh, you know, people point to fucking like LGBT, LGBT culture, like that this woke culture is what's like poisoning the youth because they're causing damage to their blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, guys, what about fucking uh, skateboard culture? A lot of these, you know, <laughs> here's skateboard culture. It appeals to the youth. It's fucking cool. You know what I mean? Every, like everybody thinks that skateboarding looks cool. Dude, kids are breaking bones. They're getting paralyzed, yeah. right? They're getting concussions. They're, bra- they're cracking their skulls open. Part of skateboard culture is that a lot of people aren't wearing helmets or protective gear. You know what I mean? It's fucking nuts. And then also, to top it off, a lot of them are wearing fucking pentagrams, right? Like yeah, pentagrams. Yeah, They've got yeah. tattoos of the devil and 666 and yeah. odd future. Fuck you, kill them all, all this, you know, whatever and it's like all right guys like what like free to be you and me baby free to be you and me like you're allowed to do and kids should be allowed to make choices that maybe they regret later you know what i mean or that they don't like and and uh, it's like it's just the whole thing is a a complete it's absolutely a shell game and i yeah it bothers me to see people falling for it but this is 2023. Uh, yeah, it's, you got to did the big culture war thing. Uh, they lost gay issues. Now gay people or gay marriage is broadly accepted and, and they've broadly yeah. received their rights. So they have to move the the microscope of uh, or, or sort of like it's like a narrowing iris. Like, OK, we've lost this group. So now the iris <laughs> has to narrow to an even smaller and more politically powerless minority group who can't fight back. But because they're is some tangential sexual element to their thing uh we can we can you know, get a, people up in a lather about it yes and that's also that's always where it comes from is almost the like people like the fact that there is just an equivalence and i don't actually know maybe this was a problem from the jump with uh like 
I don't know enough about LGBT like history, but the fact that it's that the T yeah. is included with the LGB, even though trans like tra- transgenderism is it's it's different. Yeah, it's, it's not, not it's not associated with sex uh, sexuality at all. At all. And, yeah, and I think and I think that's like part of the well i mean that's that, not true there's there's it's all it I'm all sure people have commingles in thoughts, some strange right. way yeah, yeah so, but i mean the part, the reason from my understanding that it's all included together is because yeah. the the well my light's flickering i'm running out of fucking steam i don't know what's going on the i think uh like trans people experienced similar like oppressive issues to gay people yeah we were hanging out at the same i mean stonewall famously was started by trans people trans people had to drag gay people because the thing is like when you're a white gay passing guy is like you can pass you don't necessarily have you can fake it right you know you can uh you can be accepted into these annals of power uh so you were maybe a little more reticent to give that up because you could fake your way through it and then you had people like marcia johnson who was this you know black trans woman in the 60s -hmm. you know she couldn't there would be no option given to her so Mm -hmm. you know she's the one that had to drag white gay people kicking and screaming into uh, standing up for their rights and you know if it wasn't for trans people gay people would not have their right like we are joined at the hip in terms of our cultural battle because uh we are seen by the same way as the puritanical majority there is something you know deviant or other about us right and and the problem is the really is that like fucking all this like evangelical shit well i don't know about evangelical it's not the right word but puritanical is the right word for it 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 all comes down to sex right yeah it's it's all about like it's all about controlling the sexual impulses of a population Mm -hmm. which is just like so fucking the fact that people are still falling for it like to this day it's like holy shit man i mean this is literally a tale as old as time is like people being oppressed because you know women being oppressed they're not allowed to do things with their sexuality. yeah because they yeah there's some sort of deviant sex thing to them that, right. that it, must be like, controlled it, and maintained it's just yeah. about the no-no thing can't do this you know what yeah. i mean and then and then of course the conservatives love just lumping in the fa- that you know the, the the pedophilia thing that that is there's any equivalent oh yeah i mean that was that. they said that about gay people in the 80s and 90s that's what they're always using because you know al- which is always it's like really guys you want to go there you guys want you guys who are part of the catholic yeah neocons you really want to fucking go there catholics like, yeah please, you guys like, want to talk about like, who's pedophiles and who's not pedophiles? Like, yeah. let, like let's please if we're going to keep it 100 let's fucking keep it 100 yeah, yeah. it's all just so silly to me so i really hope that like you know, I really hope that there are trans people out there that are not spiraling or, or so or super depressed or, or worry that that, you know, things are only going to get worse for them, because I really I really do feel like this is a growing pain of being on the other side yeah. of, of this. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> well, I saw things get better for gay people in my life. That's true. Like, I definitely, like, even back from when I was a kid, I saw people go from murderously bullying gay people to yeah. not murderously bullying them. Oh, yeah. My my dad is a, he's a middle school teacher. And yeah. the, the stories that he tells me now about what his class looks like, I mean, there are kids that are, go, you know, non-binary or yeah. openly gay or, or, you know what I mean? Or just, or just, and nobody's getting, everybody's just like, oh, cool, cool. You yeah. Know yeah. He, he couldn't do that when I was in middle yeah, school. Yeah. When I was a kid, like, if you were out in my school, it would be, you were a target, you know, yeah, literally people would do like, fucked up shit to you. It's not, it's like a complete non-issue. And that's what makes me feel like, all right, the kids are all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, 
Scary. And, you know, but, you know, part of that, too, is because there's a lot more gay people. Um, we are sort of able to get a lot of more voting blocks in. You know, it, it is easier uh -huh. for us to marshal political power. Um, I mean, which is, you know, I'll have someone else to talk on that. But, like, I think I, there's an episode coming up where I just hate on these people. But the LGB without the T people, like the gay people that want to throw trans people under the bus, oh, there God. is no type of person I hate more oh, no, on the planet than this Those people need to be euthanized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that, they need that's to be. Like, you need to be put down. That shit is ridiculous to me. Yeah. And, and and like, but I know it's true also. I mean, like you, it, it's funny. I have, well, I have a bunch of friends that are like, well, he's Jewish, but white, right? White, yeah. gay, male. Yeah. And he was kind of just talking about how it's funny being a white, you know, a white gay guy because you are the straight person of the, yeah, of, yeah. The, hero <laughs> of like yeah. the LGBT. And it's, and it's really easy to be made a target of because you have, it the easiest of anybody yeah, objectively the, the easy yeah you can't complain true. about well i'm even like a step up, i'm a white bisexual which is like <laughs> yes yeah, so you can tap out at any time yeah, anytime like, oh it's getting a little hazy in these red <laughs> yeah, states exactly. i think i'll go straight for a little bit you but know like, look, you got you got fucking like tim cook open gay man and he's yeah. the ceo of possibly the most influential tech company on the planet i mean you, you have I mean? peter like, thiel the most evil gay man in the world <laughs> and he's, he's he like, taught me like, that you can be extremely evil and get your blood exchanged and still be a proud gay man but well, that, he was not really proud actually I, I think part of also the beauty of like you know i'm not telling anybody to move to new york especially when it looks like out, out there right now but yeah. like uh the uh are, is shit orange by you too or is it just no uh, it's just hazy okay hazy the uh it's interesting, like, especially living in New York and meeting, first of all, I went from having, like, you know, three gay friends to mm -hmm. having, like, like too many gay friends. Yeah, where that's where they like, make them. Like, yeah, they started to outnumber yeah. you. Yeah. And then, and then, and oh, like, no, yeah, I'm, I'm in the minority I'm now. I'm in the minority. I'm a sex heterosexual minority. But, but I think part of, like, a really important, like, growing experience is especially yeah. being, like, exposed to, oh, my God, what, it really went out on me. My light just went out on me. Fucking shit. Goddamn you. Goddamn DeSantis. I blame DeSantis. Oh, we're back. And this anyway, Florida, this whole Florida infrastructure is fucking up. Uh part of like a like a, the growth experience is also learning that there are a ton of gay people, trans people, people that are different than you that also suck and not because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. not because of who they are and because of their their identity, but yeah. because of who they are as a person. Yeah, like just, just their their set of character traits is which yeah. is a very humanizing, right? That's also really humanizing. There's a ton yeah. of like gay people. There's even gay gay friends that I have that I'm also like I would never go into business with this guy because he's a fucking nuisance, you know what yeah. I mean? But he's still like a friend of mine. I mean, that's <laughs> why I really like that show, Difficult People, the, uh -huh. the Billy Eichner show, Difficult People, because there's like not a ton of depictions of shitty gay people on TV. Yeah. Usually we're depicted as like angels or yeah. like now a lot of the time we're depicted as like pure angels, uh, which, yeah, is which is sort of annoying. Well, I think I think what was I mean, it's not my place to say this at all. So sorry about this. But uh, I thought and actually we are kind of past this, but there was like a quick like five year period where there was it was a big wave in black representation in movies, mm -hmm. uh, which is which is great. I mean, also, like, look at this new the new Spider-Verse movie has like I was I was watching that movie and I was feeling like, dude, there is literally going to be an entire generation of kids 
that are watching this movie and are going to have that like oh my god he's literally me i'm, I'm spider-man like, now. like like literally i and because i could see that like i was like holy shit this is which is so awesome you know what i mean yeah. and it's because that i don't think we've had a superhero like that like a you know and which is cool but anyway but, but i mean it's a it's a genuine political issue because of how many people are like miles morales isn't spider-man it's like who fucking cares no, you idiot cares? No, or you know guys... like magic the gathering came out with lord of the rings card and they made aragorn black and it's like yeah well well, I, well this, yeah that oh my god that shit was too funny people but... were up in arms about that it's like what do you get it's fiction he can be <laughs> yeah, anything yeah, it's just ridiculous but but here's the thing is like during like when black panther come out came out yeah. which was a huge right uh, culturally mm -hmm. significant moment i saw that movie i didn't see the most recent one but i saw that movie and i was like okay it's not a bad movie i mean it's like you know a marvel movie <laughs> it has I, yeah it has bad politics but it who says, cares? yeah but who cares but also i didn't really like black panther as this character this sort of like ubermensch because he's a like flawless being you know what I yeah mean? like even captain america has more more discernible personality characteristics yeah. than t'challa who's like what's his per he's noble he's stoic you know right but killmonger is a lot more him. has much more of a character in that movie yeah, which is why absolutely. he's 10 times more likable he's way more interesting and yeah. i mean i think that's also why even characters like iron man are a little bit more three-dimensional because yeah. he's a hero but he's also really arrogant he's a shitty alcoholic and... <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly and so like I, I think it was during that, and there were other movies, not just like Black Panther, but even comedy movies or whatever that came out that portrayed the the main black character mm -hmm. as sort of a, you know, they would just be in a point, uh, you know, in a situation where they were surrounded by white people and all the white people were acting crazy and the black person had to have that like Jim Halpert look at camera moment. Like, yeah, yeah, can you believe what I got to deal with? Yeah. Like, I'm the only normal person here. And I, and I kind of remember on like year three of that wave of movies that I was like, is this going to get tiresome at a certain point? Because it, you know, what, don't you want like, of course like you want black representation but there's so many talented black actors can we get some writers writing interesting yeah. roles for black people I mean, yeah just, eventually uh, you got that like there were shows like we that depicted there. uh black people i think uh, i didn't watch it i've heard many good things but that show insecure i never saw that one never it's supposed that. to be very good but it, that's sort of a show that depicts uh, black people as being shitty and neurotic just having regular human emotions yeah humans like right yeah. people yeah and i think and now i think finally i think we did actually kind of move past that yeah i think we're we're there now we're there now we've, yeah. we've actually achieved like a really good point i think but it I, as yeah speaking on behalf of all black people <laughs> yeah right I, you, you've right. made it you've as made the, it into <laughs> movies as, as a jew the most underrepresented person yeah Hollywood. I, I I would like to say no, but I think that because you we were talking about gay people being kind mm -hmm. of per, portrayed as like very perfect like, angels, perfect yeah. right? Because either either we die or we're right? perfect angels. Exactly. It's yeah. like that that grows tiresome because those characters aren't interesting. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, I think it's I think it's good to have people playing characters that are representing a, a but they're three-dimensional you know what yeah I mean? yeah, That's what yeah. It should be because they deserve people deserve to have yeah people deserve like the, the gamut of heroes and villains uh, I, I mean, like that's that. why i also uh really love the terror because it has a great gay villain in it oh i haven't seen that one either 
I mean, oh, oh, the wait, t- that series the where, where they all get in the ice. Yeah, it's when they're My stuck in the ice. Yeah. Telling me about that, I heard it was good. It's really, really good. Um, but that's the other. That's the other weird thing about gay culture because for a long time before we had big representation, all the queer coded people were villains. All of the Disney yeah. villains were, Scar. you know, Ursula or Hook yeah. or Scar. They're all these fey, lisping, <laughs> limp wristed, and you know. But I, I think there was something too. Like gay people like love that. being depicted. The I, gay people I, love I being villains. It's fun uh, yeah. to be a villain, you know. It it's is. fun to be evil. It's a it's I, a little gay and flamboyant to be evil, yeah. you know. Yeah. I saw I saw somebody. This was a tweet that was like kind of trending recently. That somebody was saying they were saying like in, in a horror movie, the villain or or the 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 monster is only effective if it's also a little silly. Like yeah. if you go like too much, like oh this guy's super cool, yeah. you like lose something. Like it mm-hmm. has to be a little bit silly, and I think that's very real. Like all of my favorite villains in movies are have that yeah. a little bit of that, just like more gay <laughs> villains. We yeah. need bring we need back bring gay villains. Back. Yeah. Bring uh, uh like dude soft america destroyed another amazing <laughs> another <laughs> institution the gay villain completely gone, gone because these kids today these zoomers they can't handle it oh they're all bussing they're 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 all oh my god right before we started recording we were looking at that wikipedia page yeah of, uh, <laughs> the wikipedia list of zoomer catchphrases of zoomer, of zoomer phrases of zoomer phrases which, which uh you know i actually knew i actually knew almost all of them yeah it was just bang bang 30s was the only one bang 30 yeah, we're gonna bang 30s yeah i didn't know that but uh, that i knew bet i knew i knew rent free live in someone's head rent free yeah I, I knew all of that i oop was on there that and was, i oop was and I oop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh anyway uh harris uh, it's been lovely to have you on the show Thank uh you. what are your plugs give us your plugs dude i'm at beetle moses all over the world i'm on instagram twitter youtube.com slash at beetle moses for i have my uh vod's of my art class which i host on twitch if you uh, like once a week if you want to learn how to just do some silly cartoons i actually i can show you the one that we just did yesterday hell yeah what's the one that you did yesterday oh my god if my light will stay on for that we drew shrimpy menage <laughs> shrimpy thing. it's a shrimp with a big it's ass a who's twerking uh so we draw like silly cartoons on there and talk about art and think like a lot of what kind of you and i were just talking about yeah uh, that's on that's on twitch also beetle moses and then as some of you know we have a bunch of house of decline episodes on uh cold cuts podcast which mm-hmm. is youtube.com slash cold cuts pod uh and it's also available on spotify cold cuts podcast i think we've recorded what like four or five episodes yeah a lot of episodes there. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, i'm the unofficial third mic of that's cold pretty, yeah, <laughs> seriously though so uh yeah that's pretty much all my plugs i think all right well uh we love the comics keep making them um Thank i really you. also love i love your nature comics you know there oh, there thanks. are a bunch of like nature stuff like false knees is doing like a lot of great stuff in the nature comics thing yeah but, yeah uh, uh i love good. your yeah your nature jokes are some of my favorites of yours Thank i'm really you. glad to see you pivot into those yeah i th- those are funny because i i think um a- animals are just funny and oh, I yeah think there's a. Uh, there's something i think well i know we're about we're about to close but yeah I, I did, well, like something to leave, leave us with. off with your animal observation i think i think it's interesting especially you know a lot of uh web comics from one era ago 
really leaned into the blobby person, right? Yeah. Drawing, right. Like that's that, that I think is like the classic web comic that people picture now is. Yeah. That's all it. from that all comes from Perry Bible fellowship. I yeah. Think. I, I think that's real. Like, yeah. uh, like all of the featureless drawings. Yeah. Right? And I, which is cool. And I still appreciate a lot. I, of I do that. Shit. I mean, that's my style for sure. You, you do, but I, you've, you're almost like, uh, what's the word for, um, you're like, you're like post, <laughs> post blob, like post post blob, blob. Man, yeah. like i think i think yours is like the logical evolution of that yeah. but what i've found is that i i like i like drawing things sometimes in excruciating detail like a bit oh, yeah. more than they need to be and especially i have found that i think some of the comics that i draw where i draw an animal truly as it is not silly in any way but if i draw a bug it looks like a bug. If I draw a shrimp, it looks like a shrimp, like mm-hmm. just not nothing silly about it, but there's something that it's doing. That's human in nature. I think it achieves that same effect where people are able to kind of project their mm-hmm. own feelings onto this featureless bug. <laughs> anybody, anybody, man, woman, yeah. you know, like any race, you know, anybody can be a shrimp if yeah you know, yeah either. we've all if felt like a shrimp at one point like yeah resonates with you so anyway something to leave you with yeah we're all shrimp we, you know who fried this rice us yeah, literally us <laughs> together <laughs> yeah exactly dude thank right. you so much for having me man this was really fun uh yeah take care and yeah, have a have a bright time. tomorrow you too my brother bye bye